Hey, if you... Like pina coladas. If you smoke somebody's ashes, do you get possessed? Hmm? <laughs> huh? Hmm? What? <laughs> now clarify what that means to me. If if you roll up somebody's ashes in some rolling paper, you smoke them, uh-huh. do you get possessed by their ghost? Ooh. Because you do, like, your body does absorb, like, that, like, either, like, you know, the tobacco and, like, the nicotine and stuff, or just the, the weed, the weed stank. THC, yeah, whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, it, it, I guess it depends if ghost is sticky. <laughs> Which I think it is because ectoplasm. Yeah, ectoplasm. Yeah, I think if you smoke someone's ashes, you might like choke and like die because it's so sticky. Oh no, for sure you choke and die for sure, for sure, for sure. But if you had the best lungs in the world, if you were hooked up to an iron lung, (laughs) right? Yeah. Well, would the iron lung get possessed? Oh, Ghost in the Machine. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's do an episode. That's so... I can't stop thinking about Okay, let's do an episode. Okay. I'm not going to stop thinking about that for the episode. (laughs) (laughs) You're about to witness a music podcast most foul. What you're about to hear is likely not safe for work. But if you're unperturbed by coarse language and sensitive content, you'll find yourself wrapped up in a world of music and mystery, the likes of which you've never heard before. Why don't you walk through the door and play our devious little game? Welcome, one and all, to Artificial Ghost Radio, a musical tour through the minds of our contestants, and this is the man you've all been waiting for, Miles Lazarus. And presenting this award, and all of them, technically, we'll all present- Mars Garbo, I fucked that up so bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Mars Garbayo. (laughs) My name is Mars Garbayo. Oh, that's your name. I was wondering. And this, this is our Sisyphean Music Recommendation Challenge, except that it's not... Not this episode. It's not this episode. This is the the second annual awards show. The, the second artificial annual awards award show. show. So this year we're taking it a little bit more seriously than we did last year, I feel. Did we take um, it seriously at all at last all year? Last year, no. <laughs> so, like, we're we're a, yeah, exactly. We're taking it more seriously this year. Yes. Um, should there should there be a name for our award? Ooh, for like like the like the trophy that we're giving to the to the recipients right, of the right. categories. Right. Because I, I think you know we're gonna oh a ghosty a ghosty. Oh, that's fun. How about okay? So ghosties is is on the list of potential. Uh, uh, names. What about <laughs> what about a blunt filled with someone's ashes oh <laughs> that, you, that, you sm- that you get possessed by? 
So, so what we're gonna do, uh, on, on, what is it? Monday the 23rd? The, yes, it would be, yeah, the 23rd. Uh, Monday the 23rd, uh, we will post a, uh, a bunch of Twitter polls for all of the different award categories this year, uh, that we have. And, uh, you will get to vote on the, like, community pick. Uh, for these awards. And we'll have our official pick, and then there'll be the community pick. And then on Saturday, the 28th, on the, on the day where we would normally be uploading, except that it's holiday week, so we won't be, uh, on that day, we will officially announce with some pretty graphics and nice images all of the official winners and community winners mm. all together in, 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 uh, fancy, fancy affair and it'll be nice yeah. and cool so check out our twitter at art pod for all of that we appreciate your contributions thank you so much i, yeah. I think it'll be a lot of fun um so <laughs> i mean i really do enjoy ghosties it was that the is first very thing fun. that came to okay so we're gonna get everyone a a big like you know those old-fashioned radios that like you have to have a fucking <laughs> table for right yeah, yeah gold yeah. plate it hand it to the winners wow hello brockhampton you each get a big radio (laughs) congratulations now our budget is very small yes we can make it out of play-doh sure sure okay Mm. all right um i think i think we'll sort of let's ruminate on the name for the awards and we'll just sort of pop in with suggestions as we go through the episode throughout the episode if we just want to take a quick yeah like write down a list absolutely (laughs) adjectives and nouns and some such but should we should we get into our first category mars oh also before before we begin who are you wearing oh who am i wearing oh that's a that's a great who are you wearing we're on the red carpet wait what wait what color is the carpet pink purple um no, I think it's usually like purple, right? Because that's purple carpet. that's that's usually the art ghost color. It's the art ghost color, and also we're gay, so like you know. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Maybe gay. Uh, so, so we're on the purple carpet. Mm-hmm. Um, we're the only ones here, I think. Well, there's it's mostly ghosts. <laughs> mostly ghosts. Um, I'm wearing Pink Panther. Oh, are you wearing him, or is that a a design a designer? Wink. Oh no, <laughs> Miles. Who oh, are you wearing? No. I'm dressed as um uh, Hercule Poirot, the uh, oh. Agatha Christie <laughs> protagonist. Perfect. It's made by Dolce and Gabbana. It's very <laughs> fancy. Oh, wonderful. The real joke is that neither of us would ever wear designers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, mine was made by me in my shed. Now that I like. That's also very haunting, considering the implications. What implications, Wink? Oh, um, so, so our first category. Yeah, what's our first category, Mars? Our first category for this year's event, Music Video of the Year. Hell yes. You know what? I'm really excited because this means that my things, like no spoilers, but my things are going to be like a sad sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> like a fun, sad, fun sandwich. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> With some bullshit thrown in there for color. I'm so glad. Mine mine is, like, mine I feel like is going to be very predictable, except for this, this one. 
Everything um, after this point is going to be very predictable from me. Okay. Who want, do, do you want to go first? I don't know. Uh, well, I think um, because you didn't get to do your uh, theme uh, last week, you can go first. Uh, now, obviously, so can we talk actually about for um, why we're doing this category? Yeah, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Because this show is, is way different than the show we did last year, where we just basically made up some bullshit for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably longer than that. Fucking old Art Ghost episodes used to run like two hours long. Who, who were we? <laughs> Oops. Didn't we have an episode that was like two and a half hours long? Who do we think we are, Matt Mercer? Yeah, I think <sighs> that was one of the go-childs. It was, I, think it, I think it was one of the go-childs. Due to the fact that this is an audio medium, talking about music videos is kind of tricky. Yes. And, um, you know, we don't typically do it like you know we'll fuck we'll talk about a music video when it, when it comes up but like yeah. you know for mostly the most part the song, we're there though. for we're mostly there for the song right but music videos are a really big part of music and a really fun part and there were a lot of really fun music videos that came out this year so yeah. i i felt like it was important to honor them in some way I absolutely agree. And I will also say, like, as an art person, like, we're both very creative people. Like, I always love and appreciate seeing, like, the amount of detail and effort that goes into, like, even simple music videos. Like, it's, yeah, and like, absolutely. as a person that does, like, I've experienced, like, film production and script writing and stuff. I'm like, God, it's a lot of fucking work, eh? It's a lot Honestly, of work. I, and I appreciate I think, it. I, I think it, at, at some point in my life, I would like to, like really get involved in making music videos. Yeah. I think that would sure. be super fun. Yeah. Um, you know, and I often like think of like when listening to songs, I like think of um what I would do for the music video. Yeah, for sure. Like I yeah, big malapative daydream the sort of yeah. thing for me is yeah, yeah like listening yeah. to music and imagining what would be happening. I also feel like we're in a bit of a, a renaissance right now with like really fun, like artsy music videos. Yeah. And that's yeah. definitely like obviously no spoilers, but like that is definitely like where my music video went is like very like over the toppy, like expressive, creative stuff. Uh, because oh, like for, for sure. a long time, and like I, fe- I want to say like the early two thousands, it was very much like uh, sad white men walking through streets, but no one's looking at him because he's so alone. And I feel like that's also the product of like what kind of music was popular. Yeah. And then before that, it was a lot of like like the live recording of a music like concert or something, and like some other creative bits. But I feel like we're moving into an age now of like really using youtube as and and like uh v- vimo and, and stuff like that of like yeah you can fucking put a really cool little short film basically uh to this music video uh and yeah. it's uh really appreciated absolutely so mars so miles what music video did you pick so my nomination and we didn't say this, I don't think, but we are trying to find a legit winner. We did say that. We Never will, mind. We will debate this. We, we will love debate each other this. very much, and we will argue a little bit, but it's mostly fun, because this is a podcast for idiots. Yeah. <laughs> it's, no, it's not a podcast. No, it's, well, no, it's a podcast for smart people hosted by idiots. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It, 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 dumbass rights, dumbass as rights, always. Right. If you're an idiot, this podcast is for you. If you're an idiot, I respect you. You're Absolutely. the only person I respect, actually. 
uh, legit, being smart is smart way fucking, fucking overrated. Being smart sucks. All you need is a big heart. Being at university and meeting fucking fucking sociology majors. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, so, I do that too, and you suck. The song, and more importantly, video, but the song is an important part of it, obviously. Of course, of course. Is going to be a surprise, I think, because while I have talked about this band before on a couple of different occasions, I have always come away feeling kind of conflicted. Mm, okay. But this video, this song, it really does showcase why I do genuinely think that this band is good and worth listening to, at least to some degree. Mm-hmm. And why I was, I first fell in love with them in the first place. And the video that I am nominating is Tie Me Down, Feet Liften by Destat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, con- a contentious group that we've had uh, a little bit of experience with. Uh, and I, I here's the thing. I feel like Destat are like genu- generally well-meaning, but sometimes writing about stuff that they have no knowledge or experience on. Mm. Why I think I've been conflicted in the past, especially about their most recent album, as well as, as some of their earlier music, it, their new album is in line with their earlier music, Yeah, is that I, I do feel like um, Destat and, and Tor Florum, the, the lead uh, singer and the lead writer, I believe, they and he do have like good songwriting ability when mm. they're talking about stuff that they actually can talk about. Yeah. And when they aren't, it just kind of feels like a little bit of a mess, even if it sounds good. Yeah. You know, I agree with that. Absolutely. Um, But this song, this it is something that I feel like, you know, they do, you know, know what to talk, like, how to talk about it. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't feel like it's, it's maligned by that. But yeah. more than that, obviously, we're here to talk about the video. The look. So let's watch this video. And for for this, obviously, like, you know, if you're listening at, at home or, you know, on your commute at the train, you probably can't stop and watch the video, too. No, this is an ARG. You gotta, and, and that's, you gotta and that's fine. Yeah, the, we're, we're giving you a couple of days yeah. to... To watch it, and then a couple of days more after that to vote on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, without further ado, let's watch and listen to Tie Me Down, Feet Liftin' by Destat. Hell yes. I'm one foot in, one foot So, so, uh, what did you think? I, I guess 
I mean, obviously, we're focusing mostly on the video, but I, just to get it out, out of the out of the way, what did you think of the song? Because I mean, it is important, but yeah, I mean, the couple times that you've bought Distort, I actually really, really like their sound. I think he has like a really fantastic voice, and I think like the way that they use their guitars, and it's like a very classic but very like interesting sound that they have. Um, and I really like uh, this person that's uh, this Luton uh, that's been featured here. I think like their their chemistry like with their voices is really fantastic uh and coupled with like the visuals like you get a really like interesting sense of like the world that they're creating basically like with their sound uh sounds <laughs> very enjoyable thank you yeah i this song is uh, this song and this video is i mean it's just for, it's shot in all black and white Mm-hmm. Which is usually used just because it's easier to make things look good in black and white. Yeah. Frankly. But it's used here as this, like, way to really highlight the the contrast and the sort of, the, it, it, the, the I guess, just the, the themes of this video. Yeah, for sure. So, I'm just, I guess, going to give a, a quick rundown of what happens in the video. And then... After I do that, let's watch your video so that we both have them and we can talk about them both more. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, what happens in the in Tie Me Down? So, we've got Torflorum on one side of this. I think I think they they start off and there is like a a chasm between them. Yeah. And they are in this like empty barren field, like rocky craggy field. And Torflorum, and uh, he firmly plants a black flag into the ground. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, Lufton uh, plants a white flag. And it's super cool because as the guitar goes, the like when like the guitar hits like its peak and does like a you know, yeah, cool chord. Yeah, it does a cool chord. Um, uh, it, the, in the video, the wind picks up and all of the flags fly. And then when that note drops off, the flags go down. Yeah. It's a really cool visual effect. I really like it. Sort of mirroring the like thunder and lightning that's happening in the background. Thunder and lightning happening in the background. Yes. This is, this is important. Thank you. There's a specific sense of place, even though it is an abstract like video. Yeah. Uh, and they do a dance and they get like you know closer and eventually the chasm uh like comes together until there's one solid land mass and it's all symbolizing them you know these two incredibly headstrong independent tough-willed people going through the first steps of a relationship and like realizing that in a way they complete each other Mm. to be able to meet in the middle in a relationship is a sign of greater strength than a lot of people Mm -hmm. uh would give it credence yeah absolutely but i I, there's more to the video uh i do want to get more into it but i think in or in uh interest of fairness Mm -hmm. uh let's let's miles let's miles what let's miles what is your video well 
you bought a very impactful video about an interesting relationship dynamic, and it's very epic. It's in black and white. It's this big war and desolation themed, and I bought a gay thing. I bought a <laughs> gay thing, Mars, I'll be honest. I That's heard music so video valid. and I said, gotta make it gay. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> So the music yeah. video I ended up choosing is by an artist I only recently found. Um, and I was more familiar with their sort of uh, uh, comedy and sort of them as a person uh, before I knew them as an artist. Uh, they are a uh, gender fluid musician named Dorian Electra. They do some really fucking fantastic music. And the specific music video that I'm bringing today is Flamboyant. Flam. Flamboyant. All right. Flamboyant by Dorian Electra. Look at this lime, uh, this lime Gomez Adams. <laughs> this lime Gomez Adams we got here. Oh, if you think that's good, <laughs> let's let's fucking get into it. All right, let's get into it then. All right. So say the fire too hot to touch. But I, I think it's not enough I Don't tell me what to do I Don't tell me what to say You know I like it loud Cause that's the only way No taste for subtlety And no time for restraint Well, I go all the way I'm flamboyant I go all the way So so, what'd you think? This person reminds me a lot of my friend Amy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should send this to Amy. <laughs> I will. Um, so, no, this fucking, this video fucking rules. I, um, I feel like candles are underrepresented in music videos, but it's because yeah. Dorian Electra, Dorian Electra stole them all. Dorian Electra was like, actually, I need those, thank you. <laughs> Stole all the candles from all of the other music video sta- set, uh, sets. Kevin Abstract was able to get six. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really good. I've also never been more convinced that somebody is a vampire <laughs> in my life. I know, right? I mean, the name Dorian is very evocative, but just like- For sure, for sure. The, the fucking dressing up like Liberace and fucking putting on powder blue pantaloons and like mm-hmm. the makeup that they do is so supreme. They did a tutorial once, uh, I think for like Hell Vogue yeah. or something called How to Turn Yourself into a Genderless Clown, which I appreciate. Because they were just like, I just get a bunch of colors and fuck myself up. You definitely retweeted that at some point. Because I love it so much, because I, I appreciate people good. who take makeup and actually do, like, fun and interesting things with it instead of just conforming to society standards because they think they have to. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, obviously I love, like, you know, that fucking genderqueer representation. I think it's really fun. Hell yeah, absolutely. Um, and all of their music videos are very, like, very... uh uh in on the joke like there's one called like career boy about like overworking yourself to the point of like going to hospital and like man to man and like adam and steve and like there's a lot of just queer imagery in them 
Um, but this music video in particular, like, very much so what Mars was saying, like, I've never been more convinced that someone was a weird queer vampire because of, like, all of the lace and the fucking tassels and the candles and the fucking... The, uh, it's so much and like they like shot it in this like old sort of vintage house with like these big paintings and like it is the definition of flamboyant it's it's very good it's exceptional like this video harbors an aesthetic that not, that that not necessarily that i want to mirror a hundred percent but like i want to have that fucking energy it's inspirational absolutely it is um so Okay, in in comparison, right? So flamboyant has the most colors. Yes. Tie me down has two. Dorian took all of the candles and all of the colors. All of the colors. So tie me down. Um, one of the things that I really like about it is that the power dynamic between the two players in the video mm-hmm. is a hundred percent equal yes um it's really like like they come together on this at this barren field and there's this moment where they are walking away from each like dance walking away from each other and then getting pulled backwards back towards each other back to the starting place and you kind of like I don't know, you have this instinct because you've seen music videos and you're like, oh, they're okay, they're going to get into some sort of embrace or they're going to kiss or whatever. Mm. That shit never happens in the music video. Lean on each other. Yeah, like that's that's the uh and like when they are magnetically pulled together, they like sort of like stop short of each other and just sort of look and like engage each other. Mm. And f- like, you know, fly up together into the thunderstorm from the start of the video Mm. and they circle around each other and i sort of take this to like symbolize the like i don't know like either the like the imaginings of could we could this happen could this work out or the literal first steps of the of them dating yeah for sure and they enter the storm and we get this frankly beautiful shot mm. of uh of Torflorum and Lufthansa's head coming together um kind of like uh like a ging yang or something like that yeah this this whole video is very yeah using that symbolism yeah, for sure uh definitely the same sort of idea uh coming together interlocking mm-hmm and it's just, and in the background you can see the storm, and it's not black and white; it's gray. Yeah. Then they just sort of like wake up, standing and looking at each other. I don't know. It's fuck to me. It's "Tie Me Down" is such an effective music video for me because of what it doesn't do, mm. and it has its style, has its vision, and and it executes on that perfectly. With as far as I'm. As far as I can consider, no points detracting to it. Yeah. It's really, really well done. I mean, it's uh, it sucks, like, I feel bad arguing against it because t- Time Me Down has a lot of, like, nice symbolism about, like, peace and, like, coming together across, like, you know, divides of, of um, you know, interests and opinions and stuff. And the, my video is just about 
a genderless clown and fucking going ape shit and smashing a martini glass on the head. I mean, I I fucking love it though. It's such a good video. It's such a good video though. Like, yes. it's still art. <laughs> It's very much still art. Dorian Electra feels like a moving painting. Yeah. It's so strange. Yeah. And I love them so much. Recently, they fucking made like a limited edition fucking action figure <laughs> with like. Hell yeah. All of their like outfits from like a bunch of the different music videos. And they were sold out like immediately because everyone was like, of course. of course I want that. Uh, and also because it seemed like a joke. And then you went to the store and it was there. <laughs> and you were like, oh. Okay, God. you produced this. Interesting. I'd love to do that. <laughs> I know, that that fucks. I would love to get to the level of fame or, but obscurity of like mm-hmm. I'm gonna make ten of these dolls <laughs> that look like me. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you're gonna yeah. buy them. Uh, Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, flamboyant's a very like it's a very simple song. I mean, it's about being proud of who you are. And as a, I feel like. I, I, the reason why I connect with it personally is because as a trans guy that is still gender non-conforming, like, but seeing Dorian, like, their vision of masculinity and their vision of flamboyancy, I think is really relatable. And because yeah. it's not, it's not being like, oh yeah, I'm wearing fucking basketball shorts and I'm disrespecting women. It's like, no, I'm like, wearing a fucking suit without a shirt underneath and I'm fucking drinking a martini and I'm looking at my childhood picture that has a fucking sharpie on mustache drawn onto it like it's all about like the performance it's all of the performance parts of masculinity made fun of and sort of like lampshaded in a way mm. and I really relate to that and I appreciate that because uh the gender's a joke and I like people who yeah. are I like people who are comedians <laughs> So that's, I mean, I appreciate it. I really do. As soon as you trans your gender, you become really funny, but. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I I mean, like, I don't know. I I feel like we didn't set a time limit for ourselves for Mm. discussion, and we probably should have. We should have. For for now. We've argued for each. We've argued for each. Where, Where do we land? Where is our official pick for music video of the year? Hmm. My final, like, one sentence sort of each thoughts uh, on on each of these songs, uh, Tie Me Down is, like, to me, kind of representative of the decade of, like, we should come together and discuss things in a very, like, peaceful way. I think that's very representative of the current political climate. And my song is very representative of, like, acceptance and beauty. So it's two very different subjects. And I I'm struggling to decide which ones are more like, I guess like we have to just decide it off aesthetics. And in that case, I'm going to yeah. go with flamboyant. Hmm. Cause it's not the song. It has to be the visuals. And I think I'm going to go with flamboyant. See, now that's interesting. Cause I, I don't know. I, I don't know. The more I was gonna argue more for tie me down, but like, it's a great music video, but I, I don't know. I think I'm going to vote for flamboyant. Yeah? Yeah, I think I will. I, I was going to argue more, and then I realized I didn't want to, and I decided that that was a good enough reason to vote for Flamboyant. That is true. It's like when um you're deciding where to eat for dinner, and then you're like, oh, I'll flip a coin. And if you don't immediately go, yeah, sure, I'll go with that one, it means that you've always wanted the other one. Right, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, Time Me Down, 
is obviously a great music video. Oh, it's such a close, yeah. But but let, to be honest, it being our runner-up is like still pretty fucking good. So yeah. like whatever. They're very, both very good. Wait, okay, also before we, so do you, have you come up with any uh, other award names to what we've been sitting here talking? Oh, for sure, for sure. I was kind of thinking it would be <laughs> kind of as a callback to our. This isn't a name necessarily, but kind of as a callback to, I can't remember what episode it was, but we were talking about like the spooky Oscars or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be interesting if like every year the award was a little different. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, That's not so, helpful for this year, but. Well, so this year's, um, this, <laughs> this year's smashed martini glass goes to Dorian Electra for their music video flamboyant. Uh, I don't know. I'm st- I still like Ghosties. I know it was first thought, but like sometimes there's first like thought ghosties. best thought. Yeah, was the still kind of like Ghosties. I will. We'll check in. We'll check in later. We we can dub over, <laughs> dub over every time we say Ghostie. If we decide something else is different, but yeah, I guess but we that have, means we do have until the end of this recording to decide. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but I guess that means that this year's uh, uh, ghosty for best music video goes to Dorian Electra for their video flamboyant. Yeah, congratulations, Dorian Electra. Maybe you'll see this. Yeah, maybe you'll see this. That fuck. <laughs> That'd be cool. And uh, thank you very much to the runner-up to start with "Tie Me Down." Absolutely fantastic video. Fantastic video. Um, so let's flip flop. Mm-hmm. Let's go on to our next segment, mm-hmm. our next, our next category, I should say. And this is, this one I think is, is, again, it's going to be so wicked predictable for me. Is, is this song? Yes, this will be song of the year. Mm. This was so hard for me to pick, bud. <laughs> I, I had like a, I had a short list a mile wide. Ah, uh, I knew instantly what the song was going to be. It was super easy for me. Also, spoilers, I picked a song and I was like, I'm not going to win this category and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I was like, I don't need to win it. I just I just want people to hear this song. It's really good. <laughs> but in um, any case, what is your song of the MRs? Why don't you do your song first? Let's, let's yeah. flip-flop. Okay. Uh, so... You know how I haven't bought like a like a sad song in a while. <laughs> I see. Right. I did forget that this was the sad sandwich. This is the sad sandwich. <laughs> We're into is- the meat and lettuce of the sad sandwich. <laughs> right into the wilted lettuce and the wilted lettuce of the sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. The wait, wilted. This is a wilted lettuce and mustard sandwich. Yeah, because it's sad. Yeah, I guess so. So the song that I've chosen as my song of the year, it came out in January, and I'm going to be showing Mars the live performance because I prefer it to the recorded version, which doesn't happen a lot, but I, I quite enjoy her vocals more in the live version. And it is the song Don't Know How to Keep Loving You by Julia Jacqueline. And this right. song is so heartfelt and so sobbingly beautiful that it makes me just shiver and want to cry. It's a really beautiful song. And it's it's slow and it's sad and Mars isn't going to like it, but <laughs> but it's my song of the year, damn it. And I need to show it to people. All right. 
It's five minutes, 51 seconds. Let's go. Let's fucking dissociate. So, what would you think? Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, look, it. I I understand why you like it. <laughs> why does that feel like a raid? <laughs> it's it's really not. I um I don't know. I I don't typically go for songs that are below a certain BPM. Yes, I know this about you, and I love you. And I and I also don't typically go for songs that like repeat a lyric a lot Mm -hmm. uh and this song does both of those things yes 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 it does correct um so so yeah it's it's not mars's thing not not my particular thing but it's i i i got what you like it i think it's technically very good you know Mm -hmm. it's like it's like in the way that i can like enjoy this like uh, like uh, understand that a food is well made even if i don't want to eat it oh for sure yeah very very much so uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if we want to get into, like, proper description stuff, or if we want to just, like, listen to both songs and then get into it. I, I think, I think let's listen to, to my song now, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, we'll get into discussion after. Mm-hmm. So, the song that I'm bringing, uh, is Wicked Predictable. It is, in fact, a song that we've talked about before on the show, oh, in a sense. In a sense. It's Boy Bye by Brockhampton. I'm sorry, but it okay. has to be Boy Bye by, by Brockhampton. It has to be. <laughs> if I knew that I could bring Brockhampton, I would have played this game very differently. <laughs> it's fine. Let's get it away. Look, so no, it's we, might not, we might not talk about it too much. We'll see. But um, here's the other thing about it, Miles. What? Is that if I really, really wanted to... I could have brought Boy Bye for the music video, too. Oh, so, yeah. like... We know that. But I'm not bringing the music video, because I want to focus exclusively on the song. And we talked about the music video extensively when it came out, mm. uh, because it was released within, like, uh, like during one of our recording sessions. Mm. But also, it's just a really fucking good song, and I want it to be on its own merits, since it's song of the year for me. Mama got me fucked up, my mama got me fucked up, my little nigga locked up, it's like a kumatada, never like sci-fi, empathetic wifi, keep it in the bathroom, hide it with my dry eye, put it in a vacuum, I got love for my label, 15 million on the table, none of my niggas are safe, need a personal connection, I just want to feel you, baby, being sober made me realize how poorly I've been behaving, uh. My bitch is so pretty, pretty, I get cash like really, really, tell the DJ man he ain't slick, cause he ain't playing his, he's silly, silly. So, so, um, what did you think? I mean, well, obviously, this wins a song of the year, but (laughs) (laughs) so I'm not gonna again, like I said at the beginning, I was never gonna, it's fine, I'm never gonna win. Like, my song is so sad, (laughs) it's so slow. 
<laughs> and I really like Boy Bye, and I would never argue for my song to win over it. So obviously that says a lot about how much I enjoy Boy Bye. Okay, all right. It's a good song. We already talked about it. <laughs> so it's Yeah, we, like... already t- we already talked about it. Here's the thing. <laughs> this song is like fucking, it is where it's fucking at for me. It's yeah. short, two minutes, 22. Good length. Uh, it it, 100, 125 BPM. Good BPM. Mm-hmm. It's energetic. It's fun. It showcases every single, uh, like performing member of Brockhampton it doing love. something, uh, really interesting. Joba's singing on this song, which is not something that he does a lot, but when he does, yeah, I'm really Joba's a big fan of it. Haunted Victorian choir voice. Yeah, honestly, it's so good. Obviously, Barefaces part is exceptional. Ugh. Ugh. This is probably the best Matt Champion verse. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the line, acting like Regina, you a little bit dramatic, George. I, I love that line. It's love that. Now, I did, find, I did find a website. Cause I was, I was looking up, I wanted to look up the, the BPM for Boy Bye just so That's I could fun. say what it was. Mm-hmm. And I found a website that I'm very confused by. <laughs> oh, please elaborate. It's a website that uh, shows stats for all sorts of different songs. Uh, like, uh, for example, the key, Boy Bye is an A major. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, duration BPM, Camelot? I don't know if that's anything, but it's apparently 11B in Camelot. Um, it's got a 61 popularity. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There are other stats that I really, really, really don't understand. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I'm also on this website because I looked up, like, the shit for my song as well. Wild. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> please, please say some of the stats on this site. So some of the stats, we've got energy, mm-hmm. danceability. <laughs> happiness <laughs> wait is this how we should judge song of the year <laughs> loudness acousticness instrumentalness instrumentalness liveness speechiness what the fuck now does- okay and also the numbers are completely arbitrary what's the energy on boy bye by the way uh, oh the energy is 76 the danceability That's 42 bitch <laughs> The ed- the danceability on Boy Bye is 87. I got 59. Happiness, 75. 15. Mmm. Uh, loudness, negative 7. Same. Mine's negative 7 dB. Uh, that's decibels. Yes. Acousticness is 54. Instrumentalist 21. is 0. 0. Liveness is 11. Mine's also 11. Speechiness is 15. 3. So, okay, can we let, I want to dive in, because if you hover over the stats, it, sh- it tells you what they mean. Mm-hmm. Energy is how intense and active the track is, based on general empathy, uh, en- entropy. En- entropy, entropy, onset rate, timbre, perceived loudness, and dynamic range. Okay. Mm-hmm. Danceability, how appropriate it is for dancing. Happiness, how cheerful and positive the sound. And I think these numbers are automatically generated. I don't know how yeah, that happens. truly don't know how the fuck. Now, now, here's the other thing. So, loudness, obviously, acoustic, whatever. The acoustic thing is weird, because mine is definitely more like, I don't know. <laughs> well, there's electric guitars 
Oh, they're electric true. guitars. There's electric guitars. That's true. Instrumentalist is how likely the track contains. Wait, the wording yeah. is how likely the track contains no spoken word vocals. Yeah. Okay. Liveness. How likely the track was recorded with a live audience and speechiness. How present spoken words are in the track. So I so, don't wait. So liveness for boy by was what? 11. Yeah, so both of ours are 11, and mine was recorded in front of a live <laughs> studio audience. This was on a radio thing. What is- I, so whatever- however these she are calculated, however these are calculated, how the fuck- what is- what is anybody supposed to do with any of this? I want to know which three words in don't, don't Know How to Keep Loving You are spoken and not sung. Like, what words do they think were spoken? Right, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I do not understand. Um, but yeah, Boy Bye, I guess, is our uh, song of the year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously. Like, I would never argue against it. Also, what's your fucking purple flame rating on Boy Bye? Oh, uh, that's, uh, it, it was, I closed it, but it, uh, it's 61, which Mine's I guess 55. is how popular. That's how popular yeah. it is, apparently. How, how's mine? Fifty-five. Mm. Uh, so the ghosty. Do are we still sticking with that? I, th- I feel yes. pretty good about it. The yes. ghosty. The I'm saying it with confidence now. The I ghosty. Never, I never got to talk about. Don't know how to keep loving you, but it's okay. It's oh. the ghosty <laughs> for song of the wait, year. Wait, I'm sorry. Do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about your song? That's okay. You sure? Yeah, it's fine. Well, I do feel bad, but the ghosty for uh, best song or, or, or song of 2019, not necessarily the definitively best song, but the art ghost best song of 2019 is Boy Bye by Brockhampton. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> so this is the point where we would normally sort of transition into the break. And we're still going to do that in a sense, but it's not the break. But it mm-hmm. is, but it's not. Because uh, we're going to take a little trip down to the honorable mentions. I would love to do that. And there's a secret category that's in there also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's fucking party. One, two, three, let's go. Mars, what, Mars, what is, what are some of your honorable, honorable mentions? Honorable. The first thing that I want to do is give honorable mention to the albums uh, that uh, that our friends made this year. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, so we've got Coffee and Ramen by Go Child, of course. We love them. Uh, we've had them on for, for two episodes. Well, we had Penny on for two episodes. Ryan showed up for one. Not for any reason. He would not be like that. Yeah. It'd be like that. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to talk about Blue Sky Blue Sea really quick? Uh, Blue Sky Blue Sea was made by our friend, uh, Lily Blue Lennox about like songs transitioning from songs about the ocean, about the earth to like the sky and into space. And it's like this really lovely, like transformative album. Yeah, it's a great, uh, it's a great fucking a album. About it. It's really lovely. Also, Burn Pygmalion a, or A Better Guide to Romance by The Scary Jokes. By lovely Liz. Uh, which our friend uh, Liz, uh, aka The Scary Jokes, made, released this year. And uh, it's a really fucking exceptional album. If you follow Marble at all, she's been raving about it all year. Oh, yeah. 
Same with Joe uh, of Overwitch. Yeah. Just a really fucking fantastic album. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Those... Uh, oh, and uh, in terms of honorable mentions, the last one that I have is uh, Chronologic by Caravan Palace. Because ah, I know... Course. I know that I was sort of down on it during the, uh, the episode that I, that Althea was on, mm-hmm. but I've listened to it more now. And, um, like, I really do enjoy it. There is one song that I think is kind of, eh, but the rest of it is really, really good, I think. Hmm. I think that's the Mazgar bio way is to push through and keep listening to it until yeah. you're like, yeah, until you sort the weight from the chaff. It just takes a little bit longer. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, another one of the uh, 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 sort of featured on the show artists uh, I would like to shout out is that Left at London just did a track with uh, Dylan Brady called Six Feet. Go stream it on oh, Spotify. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I didn't, I really didn't see that happened. Hell yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Do you, do you have any more honorable mentions? I do. Like, I wrote down, like, a whole fucking thing. <laughs> like, I wrote down a bunch. Like, in terms of, like... I mean, if you just let me go off for a minute, I'm not going to, like, say a whole bunch, but if you let me fucking yeah, yeah, go, go, off go the for leash. It, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, cause, off, um, the, off the leash. Off the leash, baby. I'm a dog. Who, the, who, um, who am I? So you're my owner. I don't know no, where I'm, I am. I'm no, lost. I'm not. I am absolutely <laughs> not your owner. <laughs> oh, God. No, I'm one of those fucking kids with a fucking backpack leash. Um... So, uh, I, so Juice by Lizzo came out this year. Uh, yeah. and while I, I had heard like bits and pieces about her, Juice is when I really like got into Lizzo. So I feel like 2019 is my Lizzo year. Um, also like Tempo, like she's had so many fucking bangers this year. She's fantastic. Her life oh, performances. Oh no, th- this is, this has been a Lizzo year. It's really been great. This is Lizzo's year. Um, I will also say that I very, very recently, thanks to Shanae, uh, started listening to Orville Peck, which is a fantastic gay cowboy um, that does a lot of fucking sad cowboy music. And I am gay and a man, so I like <laughs> sad gay cowboy music. I, I feel like Orville Peck, I had no idea who Orville Peck was until God, he's hot. the... <laughs> Bon Appetit episode that he was on with Brad. That was so good. And now everyone is talking about Orville Peck. He's so fucking hot. <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> so, yeah, Dead of Night by Orville Peck is my other, like, my runner-up to music video of the year. Um, was was definitely Dead of Night. Uh, yeah, there's there's been so many good. So- I mean, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish was this year. We already talked about oh, that. Oh yeah, fantastic. Yeah, good uh, song. so hot. You're hurting my feelings by Caroline Polachek just came out like a month ago. Fantastic song. She uses her voice like an electric guitar, and I love it. Fantastic. Good energies. I'm getting into more pop music this year, so I've been feeling better about myself. It's like when you remember to take your antidepressants, and you're like, oh god, I'm alive. I'm a person. <laughs> Uh, uh, I was just, I was looking, see, a lot of the songs that I was really into this year came out last year. <laughs> I'm looking into now. Yeah. I'm realizing now. I mean, you discovered them this year. Fuck it. Yeah, I, I, I don't, uh. I mean, yeah, like, tec- technicality, but like, I'm I'm not the fucking music police. I'll let you I get mean, away with it. Yeah, I. I just, I'm just gonna go ahead and give a special shout out to Ugly by Miyavi Feet Duckworth. Mm-hmm. It's a 
The electric guitar. I've always thought that electric guitar and rap music should mix more. Mm. And this is a prime example of it. It did come out in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, but fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. That's why it's an honorable mention and not a official pick. Yeah. So for our secret category, mm-hmm. uh, I do want to honor the stuff that we did discover this year that did not necessarily originate or come out this year. Yes. And that's with uh, our favorite music discovery of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you want to go first or should I? You go first. All right. So uh, my favorite musical discovery of the year is a band. It's a new band, a new favorite band. And it's Nothing But Thieves. Okay. We've heard Nothing But Thieves on the show before with their song. This was during the most recent Listener Suggestions special. Mm-hmm. I believe it, I believe it was suggested by Cypher Gem. Mm-hmm. I believe. Forever and Evermore was the song. And that's how mm-hmm. I got into them. Nothing But Thieves is a, like hardcore like rock bands with like just a lot like they are so fucking loud when they want to be yeah um and they're very goth and extreme and great and also a lot of their songs are just like for fuck's sake have some empathy for other people please truly um and yeah i i love their uh their most recent album uh which i believe was released in 2016 uh broken machine deluxe is a fantastic album i don't necessarily love every single the single one of their songs they do have like but it's that you know they're slower stuff yeah they're like sad jams are not necessarily my my thing um but they are definitely a band that i am uh a, a huge fan of now and i'm like yeah Wicked into them. Great fucking band. Yeah. Uh, Miles. Maz. What is your uh, favorite musical discovery of the year? I think I'm going to have to go with McCafferty. I know I bought them like only an episode or two ago. Like, yeah, it was, yeah. But I like, I heard, I heard, um, fucking, uh, what, what's it fucking called? Beach Boy. Uh, mm-hmm. and then I immediately like, and I never do that. Like, I'm, I've spoken about this before. I'm not, like, an album-inclined guy. But, like, I immediately was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to listen to all of this. Like, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. just really, I don't know, like, yeah, like, there's uh, Bottoms, a really good song, Alligator Skin Boots. Like, there's a lot of really fantastic tracks on it, and I've been really getting into it. I don't know. I, I like, yeah, dance punk. I've been getting into more dance punk things and, and pop punk and shit, and it really hits my, like sweet spot of like energetic enough and like realistic in tone enough um yeah i think i'm gonna have to go with fucking mccafferty i love those hell guys. yeah hell yeah all right well n- no debate because it's our these ones are, are just our favorites they each get a ghosty uh they 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 each get a ghosty they might not necessarily get a twitter post but we'll see sure We'll have them giving each other a gentle kiss. The album's giving each other a gentle kiss. <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, let's let's uh congratulations to Nothing But Thieves and McCafferty. And McCafferty. 
Hey, Kyla. Yeah, Marty. What's your favorite scary movie? Well, that's an excellent question. You can find the answer to that if you listen to our podcast, Netflix and Kill. If you're a horror fan, you can hear us go through all the horror films on Netflix, good and bad. Find out which ones are worth watching. If you're a horror newcomer, don't be scared off. We go through the rubs and definitely make some jokes. So we hope you check us out. You can find our podcast at LunarLightStudio.com or iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes out every other Tuesday. May your nightmares be plentiful. Let's get into the real shit. Let's get into the fucking, the fucking lost category. The last category. That's gonna work maybe a little bit differently to the other ones, I suppose, but... A little bit, yeah. Yes, because we're really just comparing them in relation to Ginger. <laughs> Let's fucking get into it. Mars, what's your album of the year? This is a little bit different because we both know each other's albums of the year. I went ahead and I listened to all three, you know, most of them, uh, m- most of the way through. You know, I skimmed a little bit. That's fair. Uh, to, to really refresh myself. Um, so my album of the year uh, is Anger Management by Rico Nasty. You know we had to put Rico in there. You know we had to put Rico in there. You know that Rico had to be here. You know we gotta get nasty. Absolutely. Well, actually, before we even get into it, do you want to just say what yours is? Oh, and my album of the year is Wasteland Baby by Hosier. There it is. Uh, What the fuck else would I pick? (laughs) Yeah, honestly. There were some options, but Hosier. I mean. It it was gonna be Hosier. So, can I I go ahead and, and start this discussion off? Oh, and yes, our sort of collective album of the year. Mm-hmm. The th- the three nomination we each picked our own nomination and then just sort of knew that there was going to be this third one assumed yes because because we just didn't want to both bring it <laughs> and no. the uh, the third nomination from both of us is Ginger by Brockhampton because obviously obviously, obviously. it's Ginger Ginger obviously fuck you I want to can I say a little analogy for these three albums. Please. Before before we get into it. To me, like, I, I, to do, like, a food analogy, because I feel like, for some reason, I have become a very big fan of food analogies when it comes to music. I like that. So I sort of, I sort of picture ginger as being, like, like an ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's sweet, and it's nice, and it's probably homemade, and it's a little grainy, but you can tell that it was made with love. Yeah. I kind of imagine anger management as being a really like rich and complicated cake, but it's just Ooh. a really perfect thin slice, so you're not getting too much of it. Oh, I like that. And Wasteland Baby by Hosier is a cup of coffee in the woods. Oh, that's nice. I was gonna say like a bowl of granola or something. <laughs> like this is very tame. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's it's rich and it's complicated and it's, you know it's got its like deep flavors and it's in the woods but not everybody likes the taste of coffee or being in the woods or cake or ice cream for that matter well that's true yeah well objectively ginger's very good but <laughs> yeah 
there's still going to be people that don't like it. But for sure. They're for sure. That's fine. Now, here's the thing that I, I want to, like, I don't just want to go into this assuming that Ginger is going to win. Well, because <laughs> I, Because I... I I really do want to argue for anger management. I really do feel like anger management fully deserves to win. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm not I, – I don't want to just, like, give up on a position just because there is an assumption between the both of us that we will ultimately decide on Ginger. Of course. I am going to legit argue for Wasteland Baby. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, then. So let's fucking get into it, then. It's fucking car. Miles, I do want to hear you talk about Wasteland Baby. I feel like Hosier is such, like, Hosier's last album was, like, years ago. And waiting for new stuff, it was kind of like, there was never any definite announcement until he released, like, the little uh, uh, EP, the Nina Cried Power EP. And everyone was content with that. But, like, and also it was a sort of thing of, like, listening to his first album, the self-titled album. Things were kind of like, oh, yeah, this is really interesting, but I don't know how he would ever add to this or make it different. Uh, Mm. And I feel like he really outdid himself on Wasteland Baby. And I feel like, personally, I feel like it goes in a lot of different directions in a lot of different ways. Not necessarily by, like, he doesn't, like, get in a bunch of different, like, uh, uh, people to guessing on it or, like, you know, a ton of different instruments or stuff. So if you don't like his immediate sound, you're probably not going to like all of it. But I think it goes in a lot of different directions. Like, some of them are really, like, weird and dark and sexual, like, dinner and diatribes. And then some are, like, nihilistic, like, no plan. And then some are, like, you're in the middle of the apocalypse, like Wasteland Baby. And some are a political anthem, like Nina Cried Power with uh, Mavis Staples. Um, And I feel like it goes in so many different directions. And there's always going to be a song, even, like, lyrically, that someone would enjoy. Um, and I feel like seeing him live was a really uh, fantastic experience. And experiencing that, I think, has really made me connected to this album. And I am appreciating the sort of resurgence of Hosier because there aren't a lot of artists that are fighting so openly with their positions of privilege to, like, affect greater change. And, like, he's writing songs like But The Wages, that's all about unionizing and demanding more of your, like, bosses and, like, fucking jackboot jump and, like, there are legit songs that are, like, protest anthems. And there's no lot of, like, white cishet dudes that are from, like, a Western country that are, like, genuinely, like, no, ignore all the things about me. I'm not going to talk about me right now. I'm going to be talking about how, like, we're still treating people unjustly, and that's fucking ridiculous, and you can't ignore it because it's part of all of my music and personality. Uh, And I find that fantastic. I think that's really interesting, um, especially in comparison with anger management, which I feel like is coming from, like, a sort of similar sensibility not mm. necessarily the same place obviously their lives are very different uh rico nasty and and uh and hosier collab that would be rico nasty could should and probably will collab with everybody that's true she loves doing that shit she, i checked at at like at some point and like she has like over 20 features this year maybe more oh, i love that um it's really she's so hardworking, um, but anger management like is you know way less political than mm. Wasteland Baby is for sure. Um, it is not necessarily as politically driven, but obviously like you know there is like 
a lot of implied politics based in the way she talks about people and the way she presents certain things. Mm. Um, but it's not a political album. Mm. But what it is- It's a very personal album, though, yeah. It is a very personal album, but it's also uh, a, like, the term, the, the name Anger Management is very literal because mm. it is an album that is designed to just get you through the day so that you can do what you need to do. Yeah, it's managing, not curing. Hosier is the little campfire in your soul that is like, you know, that is that quiet drive for rebellion and for, you know, like, equality and for revolution. Mm. And Rico Nasty is like the two legs that you walk on to get there. Yeah. It is the day-by-day struggle of people that have normal, like, problems and stuff that they're dealing with. And sometimes it doesn't mean saving the world. It just means fucking getting to tomorrow. And she fucking, like, especially, like, on the last song, which I believe is called Again. I don't have it in front of me, but I believe it's called Again. I think Again, yeah. She, uh, she, she says right at the beginning of the song, uh, you know, she's talking about, like, you know, she's had a fucking rough upbringing. She says, uh, don't like to talk about growing up because I had it rough, but you know good and well I'm not the one to put your pity on. Yeah. Um, and, like, I find that so fucking honest and refreshing of, like, yeah, I've got, like, I've got shit going on, but, like, whatever. I am a successful musician. I am, like, doing pretty well for myself right now. Like, this album isn't for me. Like, this isn't about me. It's about you and getting to a place that you are happy with. And sometimes you've got to be fucking angry, and this album will help you you just get through that. And it's 18 minutes long because – 18 minutes is a pretty good fucking time, like, amount of time to just, you know, hey, take a 20-minute break and listen to this album and then come back to your life. Mm. You know what I really, you know what I really like about anger management? Is that, like, uh, uh, the whole, like, context of anger management, like, it's like, oh, listen to this when you're feeling, like, angry or upset, or, like, you need that, like, calmness, and it could have been this fucking lo-fi hip-hop beats to study slash relax to, but instead she's like, no. So we all get fucking angry sometimes. I'm going to be angry with you. It's yeah. time to fucking go hard and then we're going to work it out and then you're going to keep on fucking walking because you're not going to let this shit overtake you. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. It's it's very much like a, I've lived this experience and I'm not going to let my fans live this experience without my help. And I think that's fucking great. Yeah. It's very much of uh, the like, it's not like I had it rough. So, like, everyone should have to go through that. It's, I had it rough, so no one should have to go through that again. And I know, and let me just share what I can to make that easier. Yeah. It's that millennial shit. Yeah. We can ask you fucking rules. Um, Kenny Beats does a fantastic job on the production. It oh, feels yeah. like every song has so much fucking personality to it. Mm-hmm. Like, Look, okay, mood exists and splurge is 
like he I don't know anything about the man, but in terms of his delivery on that song, it is very low energy. Mm. Um but like the song is still good, I think, e- even mm. in spite of that. Um yeah. it might have been better if he had a little bit more energy to his his flow, but whatever. Um yeah. But the production and there's just always something going on. There's always a story being told with the with the production. It's really, really yeah. fucking good. Yeah. It's incredible that she can take like under 20 minutes of content and make like unique, like incredible tracks. Yeah, honestly. Like it's it's in my opinion, anger management is like 97 percent perfect. Like yeah. it is so, it is so close to perfect that let's just call it perfect. Yeah, her sound is fire. I love her mixture of like rapping and then also like fucking metal. Like it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's a, revolutionizing the game. Honestly, um, now going back to Hosier because I don't just want it the you know he he's the cup of coffee. <laughs> you go. <laughs> Hosier is like. I feel like Hosier is, like, sort of attempting a similar thing, right? Like, it's less of, like, a bite-sized moment uh, uh, and more, like, a an energy that you carry with you. Mm. Like, when Hosier sings, it sounds to me like he is singing directly into your soul. And, oh, like, for sure. And, like, I don't... And to clarify, like, I don't necessarily mean soul as in, like, the bare essence of your being. I think of it more like, like, a little, like, metaphorically, like a little room where you house the things that are important to you. And when you listen to Hosier, he just lives in that room for a little bit. He can really peel back the layers and, and look at the parts of you. Yeah. And, like, I feel like that, like... Like, he just fucking sticks right in you. Oh, well, mm-hmm. that sounded a little... Anyway, you know what I mean. Really, <laughs> cut this out. Really puts your dick in you. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like me prefacing things by saying cut this out? It's very good. No, you're right. Like, um, it, it's very like... Because uh, uh, this whole album is supposed to be this sort of soft apocalypse sort of scenario that I talked about on the Hosier special... Um, it, it's very interesting to like, I feel like this is my really roundabout way of saying, I feel like he's very inspirational in that the things that he's saying, and like I said before, like very like activism music is that to me, it feels like him saying anyone can be better, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate. And I think that's the through line with anger management and wasteland baby is anyone can improve themselves what do we owe each other we owe each other kindness and we owe each other the trust and responsibility that we as a human race can understand and should understand not just on a philosophical level but on a fucking practical level and we should put it into practice we should practice every day kindness responsibility and fucking anger at the people that disagree with that yeah. And be be fucking furious with the people that dare say that your circumstances are your defining feature and you'll never be better than the way you were born. Never let people tell you that. And I think that's the through line of those two albums. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then Ginger. And then Ginger just fucking takes your dick and rips it off and <laughs> fucking Ginger it on the ground. Here's the thing. Ginger is like, it's an incredibly comforting album. 
for me, for the most part, right? Like, obviously, you know, there are some fucking gutting songs in there, but it's been long enough that, like, they're just fucking jams. They're all jams. Yeah. I don't know. I think Brockhampton, we've talked so much about them. We did a whole special about this album, and, like, I don't even feel like we did the greatest job talking about it, because it was so fresh off the heels of the album. Yeah, we had to ferment. But, like... I don't know. It's just like, I love Ginger and I love all the songs on it. And mm-hmm. obviously, Boy Bye is my song of the year mm-hmm. and the official Art Ghost song of the year. Yeah. I feel like I listen to Anger Management way more than I have mm-hmm. Ginger. Mm-hmm. Do you think that might be the case of like, Ginger is more of like a long form album or like, uh, like individual track wise? There's more about Anger Management that you like more than ginger i think it part of it is just the practicality of anger management is so much shorter Mm. but also like i don't know i i just i feel like brockhampton like brockhampton's music is good on its own but is part of what makes brockhampton's music special and part of what makes the band special is not just the songs but the whole Brockhampton ecosystem around them. Yeah. Also, did you see that fucking sugar video? It was weird. Yeah. It's just, I don't. It's, the, it's their most produced video, and maybe their worst. Mm. Mm. I don't. I don't know if you agree with that, but no, I would. Hey, like I appreciate that they're doing weird shit. I just don't. Whatever. But separating the Brockhampton ecosystem from the songs. And just having the songs on their own, like, song to song, I think I like Anger Management more. Mm. Like, I don't know. I don't know. What what, what, do, you, what do you think? What, what are your thoughts? Mm. It's hard. It's, I feel like there's a couple, like, Venn diagrams happening. Sure, yeah. Like, lengthwise, I think Ginger and Wasteland Baby are similar, because they're pretty chunky albums. I feel like Wasteland Baby is a little bit longer, but... It, I think it is, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, sim- similarly, yeah, standard to chunky, mm-hmm. medium to chunky salsa. Yeah. Anger management sort of more of a, a bite. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, like the the sort of politicalness of uh, uh, anger management, or like the the personal politicalness of anger management and wasteland babies, a different Venn diagram. Mm-hmm. And then the sort of like sound of ginger and uh, uh anger management can like work in like together and i feel like if you like one you'll probably like the other and i don't think hosier is included in that category well um, no but also like you know like rico nasty and brockhampton both are in the rap sphere and hosier is not in the rap sphere so that no, <laughs> no. so t- t- i i don't feel like that that part necessarily you know is important no, just just like as like uh, uh, grouping traits. Uh, sure. Uh, it's yeah. So it's kind of hard to because they are all have different unique qualities about them that I really enjoy. And I think like on a song by song basis, I have more of Wasteland Baby saved than I have of the other two albums combined. Mm. And because I don't save whole albums, I save songs. Uh, sometimes I, I still save albums, but mostly songs. And, or, like, add them to my fucking playlist. You know what I mean. So, I feel like, but the thing is that despite that, Hosier isn't jumping out to me as, like, this is the definitive album of 2019. Mm. I 
I don't know if it's, I don't think it's anger management. I think it might be ginger for me. Hmm, I see. I feel like ginger encapsulates more of the time. I think Wasteland Baby still does that really well, but I feel like it's kind of transformative. Like, it's, I feel like Wasteland Baby will become more and more like a fucking haunting oracle telling you about the future the more time goes on and the more we go deeper into global fucking extinction. So, I, here's, here's my question for you then. Mm. So, Wasteland Baby is very right now, is very unfortunately right now. Yes. Is Ginger representative of the time, or is it representative of of this period in the history of Brockhampton? So that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, like, yeah, Hosier feels like the year of, like, uh, the the sort of state of, of like, America and the West and in general uh, of this year, and I feel like Ginger is Brockhampton 2019. Hosier is where we are in politics and where we are as people. Uh, and society and of the year. And I feel like Ginger is very much so like, this is where we are as a group, uh, with our connections to other people. Now, uh, so it's kind of hard. <laughs> it, here's, here's my argument then. I think that anger management is not specifically representative of this time. I think this album would have been good 10 years ago and will be gr- like good 10 years from now. Oh, yeah. Hard agree. Hard agree. I think that. Like, the songs are timeless, whereas I feel like in 10 years we'll have a couple more Brockhampton projects, and Ginger will start to fade away, not necessarily because it's bad, but because new stuff has come around and it's just like, oh, now Ginger is now just part of the playlist. Mm. Whereas I feel like Anger Management will still 100% serve its purpose in that time and could at anger any management time. feels a bit more like classic in a way that isn't like stereotypically classic but it feels like classic of her and it feels like very indicative of like the more of like what she will produce and i i completely agree like it's it's very timeless in that like this always this will always feel relevant and it will always be relevant to her as well so it's like it's both encapsulating her as a person and the music industry and society itself. Mm-hmm. So I, f- I think you're very right. Um, and I think that's a really good point about Ginger is that like, I mean, they've already changed so much from like the Saturation trilogy and like there are other projects like they've already progressed so much and they're already doing different stuff after Fuckface. And I feel like they are only going to go up. And we did talk about this a little bit on the Brockhampton special because of like this is the result of fuckface and processing those emotions. I, I, I also feel like we've o- we did overstate that though in our episode. That's true. For example, I feel like Dearly Departed is not as much about like Dom's first, obviously, but like the rest of them, not so much. Mm. I think, yeah. I feel like now I would define Ginger more as, like, these are the relationships that we have and, like, sort of mostly platonic sort of relation, like, the relationships we have with each other a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and, and, the, and it sort of encapsulates, like, parts of loss, parts of meeting people, the fun times, the bad times. And I feel like it's a good, yeah, a relationship album. And I feel like, I, I think we even talked about this, like, the cover art is very, like, indicative of what the album is. Like, it's this, yeah. like, beautiful, warm hug which is really lovely. Yeah. It is a real hug of an album. It is a it is very much a hug of an album. I I guess the way that I'm going to decide it and you can choose not to do this. But the okay. way that I'm going to decide this is 
2019 made me feel like how this album feels like. Like, what is the summary of 2019? How has that album defined 2019 for me? Not just the band, not just, like, the years surrounding it. What is, like, my time been like in 2019, and how has this album, like, contextualized it? I think that's how I'm going to pick. I I think that's that's a good... I I, I think... I mean, no matter how you slice it, I feel like I was going to vote for anger management no matter what. But here's the thing, Mm. is that, like, this year has, at various points, made me so unspeakably, deplorably angry. I have been so just grossly angry in a way that I don't like, but in the way that is justified. Oh, for sure. And... There are a lot of reasons why we have all been very, very angry this year. Mm. And I feel like in the times this year where I have been really, really angry, I feel like anger management has helped with that. Okay. And it's an album that I have gone to several times to help with that. And I feel like for me personally, it has served its intended purpose and will continue to do so. Yeah. I think I've also been angry this year, but not in a personal sense, but definitely in a global sense. And I think because of that, I was going to say Ginger at the start of this episode, but I think I'm going to say Wasteland Baby. I So we're still at an impasse. Yeah. It's so personal. Yeah. That it's hard to, like as a podcast, as entities, as the parasocial relationship that we have with you, the listeners- There is an expectation that you probably have of us that is probably Brockhampton related, and I wouldn't disagree with that. But me as a personal human being that you guys probably don't know, but Mars does, uh, because we are friends. (laughs) Hi, we're friends. We love each other. Hi. Um, Is that I haven't talked about all of my experiences that I've had this year, similarly to Mars. Like, we don't go super duper personal all the time. Yeah, for sure. Obviously. And I've definitely had times where Wasteland Baby is just that fucking cup of coffee in the woods that I needed. And it helps me stay focused, very similarly to coffee. It helps me stay focused and think to myself, we are not going to end up destroying this world and we're going to do something about it. And this isn't going to be the terrible prophecy of what our future is. We're going to stay angry and we're going to fucking fight. And that helps me refocus and it helps me stay angry in a motivated way and it helps me get over my anxiety about going to protests and about helping people and i feel like that's why i'm gonna fucking pick wasteland baby i feel like it's 2019 it's fucking hard because i feel like hosier i feel like wasteland baby like you're right it is wasteland baby is we can do this on a global level we can come Mm. together we can do this anger management is i can do this for the interpersonal shit that I have to deal with on a day-to-day. Yeah. And, like, just because I feel of our personal connections to the album, I I don't think we are going to come to a a resolution on that end, because Mm. each of these albums mean different personal stuff to each of us. And it wouldn't be fair or even accurate to try and, like, change that. Mm. So, I think you're right. So I guess if we're if we're going to come up with an official art ghost winner album of the year, if we're going to hand out a ghosty, 
Because there can only be one, I suppose, ghosty for album of the year. Um, I guess we could either fucking King, King, whatever his name was, break it in half, or we could try and come at it from the show's perspective, which is kind of a weird thing to do, but. From the show's perspective, I will immediately say it is going to go to anger management. (laughs) I would not argue that. Okay, well. Because I, I think, like, from, like, a div- a div- a div- a div- a, I can't say, say the word, a developmental sort of perspective, like, she's kind of followed us through this whole year. And I know that, because Brockhampton kind of follows the podcast, but I feel like yeah. Ruka is really, like, we've fucking talked about her a lot this year. We and have. because she has, like, singles, she has the album, like, she has a lot of shit going on, and she mm-hmm. does a lot of shit, she does a lot of features, she has a lot of features. Brockhampton- did an album, but they haven't done a lot after that. So it's kind of like it's hard to see the f- the fucking forest for the trees at- in December. Yeah, it's hard because it was so early. But I feel like I would like from a fucking I am the entity artificial ghost radio a podcast. Uh, I think I would go with anger management. Yeah, I I feel like I feel like that's because I mean, you know out of these three, anger management is the only one that we didn't do an album special on. Mm. But I mean, I, I only like listened to it like fairly recently. But Rico Nasty has appeared in more episodes than probably Hosier and Brockhampton combined this year. Probably, yeah. I mean, yeah. Which I yeah, that says something. That does say something. She's a prevailing creative force that influences every song that she's on, whether it's her track or someone else's track. Mm-hmm. She makes it better. Yeah. Like, she was the fucking verse on, like, a song that you were, like, eh, whatever about, and that made it better. She fucking did Rage that was, like, such an interesting, like, video and fucking experience. She yeah. did a song with a terrible person that I think got lost in the recording that one time. It did get lost in recording one time. Like, it's- I feel like she's the prevailing theme here. So, even though, like, I have my personal, like, Miles Lazarus- the almost 22-year-old uni student, my album is Wasteland Baby. But as a host of this podcast, I would never argue that Rico Nasty doesn't deserve it. All right. Well, I, I think- I feel like that's the decision. I think that's the decision. I think that was that was a, that was a really good discussion, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, hell yeah. Well, wow. That's- yeah, that's, that's I think, our, our decision. As a show- This year's ghosty. And and also for my personal pick, mm-hmm. the Ghosty for 2019 Album of the Year goes to Anger Management by Rico Nasty. A bitch deserves it. I cannot wait to see what she does in 2020. Honestly. Honestly. Bigger and better things, baby. And hey, legit. Hey, by the way. Psst, by the way. Psst, psst. Hey, if Rico Nasty and Brock Hampton do a song together, that's going to be the 2020 song of the year. Just saying. I was thinking about that, like, during this whole thing, and I was like, God, that would slap. Oh, my God. Jopa and Rico Nasty. Like, like legit. Like, legit. Genuinely. <laughs> fucking superhero duo. I would God. love that. They're both so weird. It The fact that it hasn't happened already, like- Oh, I'm so upset now. Like- Oh, they got her. I I feel like it will happen at some point, and when it oh, does, it will be our song of the year. I feel like I'm calling that shot right now. Yeah, cold shot, 2020. But yeah, so that's that. That's our award show. 
that's the last of the awards show. So, to run through it one last time, the official Ghosties this year, music video of the year, goes to Dorian Electra for their video Flamboyant. Mm-hmm. Our song of the year goes to Boy Bye by Brockhampton. They didn't win album of the year, but they did win song of the year, so... Damn straight. And then album of the year, Anger Management by Rico Nasty. Holy shit. I can't wait to see what fucking 2020 brings us. I mean... Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. 2019, a rough year for many things. 2019 as a year for this podcast, been very fun. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the the little things. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the Artificial Ghost Awards Show 2019. And uh, uh, I'd like to thank Marble Cantus at Marble C-A-N-T-U-S on Twitch and Twitter. You can find all that she does there. She's a excellent streamer. Uh, I, I do a podcast over there called Deck of Friendship. Uh, she is fantastic. And Miles... Mars. It is my turn to challenge you for the first challenge of 2020. Yeah. Um, because again, we're taking next week off. And yes. the first challenge of 2020 is going to be a song that you are obsessed with. Obsessed with. Oh my god. And when I say obsessed, I mean, like, you have... Listen to it a thousand times. You've dug into all of the lyrics. You have thought about a potential music video. You have done so much detail work on this song for some reason. Oh, I've got it, baby. And yeah, that's that's the first song of 2020. I'm excited. I love that. I appreciate that energy that we're bringing. Oh, it's, it'll be fun. So yeah. Thank you once again for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio, and we will see you when we see you. Thank you so much for coming to our awards show. And now we're going to sing the the song that takes out the award show every year. And we're going to go now. If you smoke somebody's ashes, do you get possessed? You get possessed by them. <laughs> That's, <it. laughs> That's the song.